I think the other thing that I noticed about Samuel is that he practiced that fine art of passing from the scene without drawing attention to himself and drawing glory to himself. It says in that chapter 16 and verse number 13, the very last phrase, so Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. And that's the end of it. That's all. He just heard from God, did what God told him to do, and went home. No fanfare, no parades. Can we do that? Can we hear from God, do what God tells us to, then just shut up and sit down, go home, and leave it? Or are we going to make up flyers and send them out and advertise in the paper and publicize it everywhere? Very simple, church. Samuel didn't wait around for the applause of men. He didn't look for a pat on the back. He wasn't expecting people to rush up to him and congratulate him. He just did his job. He was used with the Holy Spirit, and he went home. That's Samuel's life, really. That's just the way he lived. If you read chapter 25 and verse 1, even Samuel's death was uneventful. The only real comment that was made about him is says he died, and the people mourned his death, and then they passed right on to something else. I believe when we get in that kind of spirit and that pure walk before God, where we hear God, where we obey God, and then where we're able to do what God tells us to do, and then just to pass from the scene. I've wondered sometimes how many times God... In, in our walk with him out there in the highways and byways where there's no crowd gathered, he would not have us just to walk up to an individual and say, in the name of Jesus, be healed, not even tell them our name. They be, they're healed, and we turn around and walk off. I wonder sometimes. wonder about that. I read some statistics that show us that ours is a generation and ours is a time that the church of Jesus Christ needs to have a pure walk. Let me share with you these. A study was done of the Roman Empire and the fall of the Roman Empire, and there were at least six or more characteristics that preceded or that marked its decline and fall. One of them was a rapid increase of divorce, the undermining of family values. Another one was higher and higher taxes. The government was using public funds for entertainment. A third one was that there was a mad craze for pleasure. The sports of that day became more and more brutal until the point where the sports fans were not satisfied unless there was blood spilled and finally until people were actually being killed in the arena. There was the building of gigantic armaments when the real problem was within the decaying morals. And there was a lapse of religion and faith. I think we're seeing that to a great degree in our own nation today. There is a survey that was done among young people, junior high age. I read this in the Knoxville News Sentinel when I was up there visiting. It alarmed me so much that I took out a pen and pencil and wrote it down. It said that an overwhelming number of junior high age boys, more than 60%, said it was okay to use force against a girl if they had spent 50 cents on her or if they had been seeing her for more than six months. More troubling than that was the survey revealed that a substantial number of the girls agreed with that. That was quoted by the former New York prosecutor, Liz Holtzman, as she was interviewed in a major quarterly. A pure walk. Hearing God, obeying God, in doing what he tells us to do, then passing from the scene. That's Samuel. That's what he wants of you and I tonight. A pure walk. A walk that will leave a mark on the lives of other people that they'll say Jesus has passed this way. They say anything of you, they will say he or she was a person that obeyed God. Nothing more, nothing less. That will bring glory to God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we want a pure walk before you. We want people to say of us in the final analysis, there is a man or woman 
that obeyed the Lord. Father, we need no accolades. We need no applause. We need no fanfare. We need no crowns or diadems, fame or fortune. Our life is hid with God and Christ. We look to you as our coming king. Here on this earth right now, Father God, speak to us again about this pure walk. The most delightful thing for you tonight, my friend, is to understand that God is speaking to you. He's speaking to every person here. And he's saying to you, you need to repent and make Jesus Christ your Lord. I know that beyond a shadow of a doubt. He's saying that to every person here. Some of you have already heard that and obeyed it. Some of you have not. You will not hear more from God until you obey the first call because the first call will keep coming. The first call is to make him Lord and Savior. I want to pray for you tonight as you make your decision to make Jesus Lord. You're here tonight and you say, Pastor Jim, I want to make Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior. I have observed other men and women of God in their pure walk, their desire to hear and obey God and not trying to boast in anything that they are. It's been an example to me. It's been a light to me. I want to obey God tonight and receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. If that's you, would you raise your hand to God right now? Raise it to God. Amen. Raise it to God. And then put it back down. Another thing that comes then is those who say, well, Pastor, I am saved or I was walking with God, but I've drifted away. God's been calling me. Songs on the radio. Christians coming across my path. At night when I lay down to sleep, I hear that call of God. I know I'm not where I should be. I know I need to come to God and rededicate my life to Him. If that's you, would you raise your hand right now? I'll pray for you. Raise your hand. Raise your hand right now. It all begins with obeying the Lord. Would you raise your hand so I can pray for you right now? 